We thought we were done. We thought we were finished. We thought we would never talk about a movie minute by minute again. But we were wrong. Join us as we get to know the cast next door. Hello and welcome to The Cast Next Door, where we love your mother's cookies. I'm your host, Michael Painter, and with me once again are my wonderful guests, Jonathan Frederick. Hello. And Matt Teff. Hi there. All right, so on this here podcast, we watch the movie The Boy Next Door minute by minute. If you'd like to watch along with us, we're watching the sixth minute of the film, starting at the code 501 and going to 600. So to start our minute, Kevin, the son, has climbed up on the car. He is grabbing the garage door cord, and we see a shot of him standing on the car with a clear shot of a ladder behind him, which probably would have been very useful in this situation, but whatever. He says uh, to Jennifer Lopez, okay, you ready, Mom? And then something snaps. He starts freaking out, and we have the scariest moment in the film, probably, because this garage door is bearing down on Jennifer Lopez. It is about to crush her. She is going to get final destination. She starts freaking out, yelling up at her son to just pull it up. It's too heavy. Pull it up, baby. And just as we are certain after this about a second and a half of mortal danger, when we're really certain that Jennifer Lopez is about to die, a beefy arm in a white t-shirt comes out of nowhere and grabs the garage door. Would have been a short movie. Yeah, it would have been. <laughs> it would have been a lot more entertaining, I think. Just Probably. the complete non sequitur. We have this, this just extensive backstory of this woman whose husband cheated on her. She's arguing with her friend. Her son got a computer because he's a nerd. And then she just dies under a garage door. Yeah. Yeah, it's like an Alan Moore short film or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Although, although if it was a film, Alan Moore would naturally hate it. Well, Alan Moore just some short films. Just don't make short films out of his comics. Then he'll kill right, you. Right. Then he'll put a blood pack against you. Yeah, he'll, he'll curse you because I, I think he's technically a wizard. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he is. Yep. Speaking of wizardry, um, so the beefy arm that came out of nowhere uh, that has grabbed the garage says to Jennifer Lopez, I got it, and lifts the just intensely and immensely heavy garage door up and saves her life. And then we pan out and we see that the beefy arm is not disembodied. It is actually attached to an entire beefy hunk, as it turns out. Beefy? No, yeah, kind of beefy, I, I would say. Beefy-ish. So bland. I mean, the film makes the film makes a point of like, well, since his forearm is the first thing Jennifer Lopez sees, it's the first thing we see, and it's 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 a fairly beefy arm, I would say. Like sure. that is that is a white T-shirt that's being worn for a reason. Yeah, no, you got a point there. Beefy hunk, uh, mystery beefy hunk says to Jennifer Lopez, "I can fix that for you if you want." And uh, Jennifer Lopez clearly just can't handle all this beefiness in her immediate vicinity and gets really nervous and just kind of stammers out, and, and, and you are? And then randomly, because appearing out of nowhere apparently runs in Beefy Hunk's family, a, an old man in a motorized wheelchair just kind of materializes <laughs> <laughs> behind Jennifer Lopez. And here's the thing. I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm making fun of handicapped people, but you cannot be stealthy – in a motorized wheelchair. No. That thing makes a sound. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially it's Jack Wallace driving the wheelchair. Like, 
great char- old character actor Jack Wallace getting a paycheck here for this movie for like the two scenes that he's in. And that man, like, he's always just like crotchety and old, so you expect him to just be at least grumbly when he's coming up or something. Yeah, but appa- apparently he's got a light touch and, and he's, a, he's a real ninja when he wants to be because we just don't see him coming, we don't hear him coming. And then, but once we actually see him, he's wearing this like garish yellow shirt and these like khaki shorts, just suddenly announces himself out of nowhere. He says, My nephew. <laughs> and then JLo turns around and says, Oh, hey, Mr. Sanborn. So now we know the name of another character in the film. The hunk introduces himself as Noah. So now we have his name. And then uh, Noah explains he's staying next door with his uncle, presumably the gentleman in the wheelchair. And J-Lo shakes his hand and introduces herself as Claire. Uh, Mr. Sanborn goes on to explain that Noah is there to help him while he gets his bone marrow transport. And then uh, J-Lo, you know, goes, right, right, uh, assuming she already knew about this. Okay, I mean, I don't I don't even know why I bother correcting this, but isn't, like, a bone marrow transplant, isn't that, like, a serious procedure yeah pretty sure yeah although the, i think i think that's the idea is that his nephew is gonna like take care of him while he's recovering from that because, because yeah. you would like hire like a professional rn or someone like that well, you not your think. yeah not like your 20 year old nephew yeah honestly i would think you get the bone marrow transplant you're just gonna be staying at the hospital for a while wouldn't you well he's gone yeah. from the movie for like i mean i guess uh, just like the we were saying in the last minute the house doesn't make any sense and the geography doesn't make any sense like time doesn't make a whole lot of sense so yeah. he's gone anywhere from three days to a month from the movie and then just kind of pops back up near the end. Like, yeah. I'm not dead. I didn't get killed. And that's all he does. So, I, yeah, I, I don't well, know. Hey, you know what? I'm, as long as it gets a character actor a paycheck, I'm, yeah. I'm totally okay. But in any case, Noah actually uh, corrects uh, the, the old man and tells him it's transplant, not transport, and calls him Uncle Bob. So now we know the name of this character that's about to disappear for a long time. We know his name is Bob. Then Noah walks next to his uncle, puts his hand on his shoulders, and Bob says he's got a real knack for fixing things. Uh, and Noah replies, I can uh, take a look at this real quick. Noah introduces himself to the kid. Noah, I'm Kevin. Kevin, I'm Noah. They shake hands. And then Kevin points to the busted garage door opener and says, I don't know what the issue is. It might be off the track. And Noah, you know, just takes one look at it. One look, just after about half a second says, no, nah, it's the clutch. And I'm flabbergasted about how he takes one look at it and instantly knows what the problem is. Like, I understand how someone can be handy and, like, know how to fix things and can recognize problems. But how does he, like, this is presumably the first time he's ever seen this garage door opener. And he immediately knows exactly what's wrong. Well, I think there's two things that work there. I mean, like, I, the, in one of them's kind of believable in that, you know, when something's going wrong, someone with, like, a fix-it instinct's going to try to tell you exactly what's wrong, even if they have no idea what they're actually talking about. Like, they're just going to give you a solution to it. Like, oh, your steering's busted. It's like, it's not my steering, it's my brakes, you know? But, uh, so I think that's, that could be part of it. But also, like, I mean, he could have actually, like, seen this before and just been like, oh, well, yeah, I've seen this with a garage door. But at the same time, I didn't even know that that's what you called the thing on a garage door was a clutch. So I guess the boy next door taught me something. A lot of motorized things theoretically have clutches in them, I guess, question mark. So anyway, uh, Noah offers to go to the hardware store and pick up a new clutch. And he turns to Kevin and asks him if he wants to go. And Kevin is clearly, from the last minute, still desperate not to go on this doctor's appointment or whatever it is, uh, turns to Jennifer Lopez and says, well, we had somewhere to be, but now that we're going to be late, you know, he's really trying to weasel his way out of going to see the doctor here. Uh, Jennifer Lopez acquiesces. She says, okay, go ahead. Noah says, cool. And our minute ends. 
Uh, any stray thoughts, observations, guys? Yeah. Um, like, what? Why does Kevin want to not go see the allergist so bad? Like, it seems like he should want want to live, but. <laughs> Like, yeah, he's really adamant about not going to go see that doctor. Is that doctor going to go, like, stick him full of needles or something? Like, that's what I don't understand. I think allergists do blood tests, although I, I admittedly I know almost nothing about yeah. anything having to do with medical science, but I'm pretty sure you get something stuck in you. But even then, like, this kid is, like, he's supposed to be in high school, if uh, if I understand correctly. Like, you should be fine with needles by that point. You would hope. I mean... Again, we're getting into this kid being just, you know, the Hollywood archetype of a chronic wuss. So maybe he really is just still terrified of needles at his age. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. And I'm and I'm I'm surprised that like Jennifer Lopez just acquiesces so lackadaisically, if that's the word. Like you can't just miss your doctor's appointments. You're paying your you or your insurance company is paying for that. Yeah. And yeah, and they're not really that late because the whole process of them trying to open the garage door, the garage door opener failing, and then Noah, you know, saving Jennifer Lopez's life dramatically, took about less than a minute. Yeah, because we they're really just not saw late. The whole thing in this one podcast, like, like it yeah, basically yeah, we started... we saw the entire process through just this podcast, not even the entire minute. Yeah, and it's that doesn't. Yeah, yeah, I, but whatever. So okay, we're um, we're going out the door a minute later than we intended to. I don't know. Maybe maybe they figured it would take Uncle Bob a long time to get out of the driveway. I don't know. <laughs> well, and like, I don't. I don't want to go back to like Noah for a second because I like. Okay, yeah, he's he's kind of hunky. You know, he's got some muscles and stuff like that. But like, we're just supposed to believe that like J Lo basically drops her panties right there, and that the kid is just like jumping in to go to the hardware store with with him. Like, and it's just like he's just not that interesting or charismatic a character for that to be happening. Like. It's just like, oh, hey, yeah, like maybe we'll hang out and play some basketball later. Like, yeah. I, why are you gonna jump at the chance to like hang out with this guy? Well, we're ge- we're getting into more Hollywood archetypery, if if that's even a word, because like Jennifer Lopez, she's a woman, and her husband cheated on her, but she can't bring herself to leave him because she's nothing but emotions. And then this handsome man shows up, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, oh, I have the vapors. Yeah, have we mentioned that this movie is directed by Rob Cohen of? Triple uh, X fame. No, we haven't. Yeah, cause... I mean, someone maybe did in one of the earlier minutes, but we haven't. Yeah. So he also did uh, Alex Cross. Alex Cross. Oh. Stealth is another one of his gems. Oh my God, Stealth. Yeah, I mean. Oh. Rob Cohen's just—he's uh, got a long history of, of doing this to cinema, and uh, yeah, and it just treats. I'm I'm, su- I'm surprised because those movies like were so much better about how they portrayed women. Oh no! This movie gets—I pre- <laughs> don't know. This movie gets pretty bad. Like this movie gets pretty bad, as far as just like the way he, it just—it really likes Jennifer Lopez in her underwear, and then um, the girl that's coming up in a second uh, really likes her too, and nothing at all. Like it's—it's it's really more interested in the female flesh, even if it's, even as it's talking about the boy next door. It's really much more interested. in the Oh, that's female. fantastic! Because I mean, nudity is what you go to thrillers for, right? Yeah, just like and like <laughs> random characters who are supposed to apparently be. Well, yeah, we're going to get to it in a few minutes, but I thought she was supposed to be under 18, but they're just showing her naked, so... Uh, any more thoughts on the minute we watched? Um, I got nothing. Yeah. All right, well, then we'll just wrap it up. 
So, guys, uh, Twitter handles, plugs, anything else? Uh, Matt, you go first this time. Uh, you can follow me at Matt Teff on Twitter, and my podcast is The American Cosmonauts. Fantastic. And Jonathan? Uh, you can find me at a conference of the strange.blogspot.com. I just post my ramblings on movies and music and things of that nature. And you can also find me on Letterboxd. Fantastic. And you can find me as a regular guest on the South Figaro podcast or on Twitter at TDOTCRFH4. And I know it's a crappy handle. Just deal with it. I never plan to share it with anybody. Have a good night. Night. Bye. Peace. Thanks for listening to A Talking Cast Presents the Cast Next Door. I was your host, Michael Painter, with my guests, Matt Teff and Jonathan Frederick. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at First Ed Iliad. You can download new episodes from thecastnextdoor.wordpress.com or subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Edited by Darren Husted. Produced by Darren Husted. Executive producer, Michael Painter. The Boy Next Door is owned by Bloomhouse, Smart Entertainment, New Yorkin, and Universal Studios. No infringement is intended. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. This is the first edition?